Hello, and welcome to Belief, where we take a closer look at the beliefs that form the way we see the world. My name is Ben Linzel, and thank you for tuning in to another episode. Did you know that there are almost 3 billion monthly active users on Facebook worldwide? It's actually 2.8 billion, but at this scale, 200 million people is a rounding error. 100 billion messages are shared on Facebook every day. 8 billion hours of video are watched, and almost 6 billion likes are given each day. And this is just one social media platform. So much of our lives is shared with others this way that it's changed our relationships and even the way we think. Now, I don't like being lied to or manipulated, and my guess is neither do you. Now, people on social media don't tend to lie on purpose, but it feels like they're doing it by accident sometimes. And I think this ties in with a faith aspect as well. Let me explain. In 2015, a Danish study was performed on nearly 1,100 people to determine the psychological effects of taking a break from social media, Facebook specifically. They found that taking a break from Facebook has positive effects on two dimensions of well-being, Our life satisfaction increases and our emotions become more positive. You can implicitly understand the reverse of this as well. More time on Facebook diminishes our life satisfaction and our emotions become more negative. Now it's been pointed out that social media only shows us the parts of us that we want to share. And that's been proposed as an explanation as to why more social media tends to make us less happy. And it's not a bad thing to act this way for others, to share the best and most positive experiences of our life. It's polite to clean our house before having guests over, even if the truth is, most of the time, there are a few bags or boxes in the hallway. But if you keep visiting other people's houses, metaphorically speaking, and they've all cleaned up before you got there, you might start to feel like a slob when you got home, at least until you can clean up and invite some guests. The truth is that none of our lives are perfect. We can have addictions, physical ailments, relational problems, financial problems, mental health problems, which we choose not to share. I don't think the solution to this is to complain more or be overly open about the messiness of our lives, just like I don't think it's fair to leave your house a mess when having guests over just to make a point about honesty. And there are times when it's appropriate to express grief and share it publicly. But repeated exposure to these manicured posts and filtered photos can distort your perception of reality, especially if you're fed mostly these polarized glimpses into the lives of your family and friends. And people have a natural aversion to this sort of deception when they're made aware of it, and it can really turn them off and make them cynical. I personally don't see another way of looking at social media honestly without adopting this cynical approach and thinking, okay, in between the smiles lies a bunch of nasty stuff that they don't want to share. And that makes me sad. So I tend to opt out completely. A lot of people think this way about religion too. And they have a point. 
I see it in my faith and sometimes feel the same cynicism that I do about social media. We each put our best foot forward, but inside we still have these dark secrets that we feel ashamed of, while at the same time we go around judging the actions of other people. And people who know about those secrets and see a self-righteous judgment of others come to the conclusion that everyone's a hypocrite. That's one of the biggest turnoffs I've heard from people who've left Christianity, is that the church is full of hypocrites. Now let me just say, if you've been to a church where people are putting on airs, they're doing it wrong. Jesus spent a whole lot of time calling out hypocrites who thought they were just so great and pure, but he also spent a lot of time giving guidance on how to live a moral life by giving lots of do's and don'ts. So you have this paradoxical tension between believers trying to become more pure while also recognizing that they will never achieve perfection in this life. The bottom line is, church is not full of people who have everything figured out and have excised all sin from their lives. If you read the Bible, it's basically a book about why humanity sucks so much and how God intervened at different points in human history to make things better. It's very clear that there's none who does good. It says the heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. It's a very realistic and adult view of the world. It's not one that sees people as being basically good with a few flaws. It acknowledges the darkness in all of us that needs to be cut out and replaced by something better. So, what do we do with this information? Well, for those outside the church, I hope this can put to rest the notion that Christianity is some form of a preening moral superiority club. Believe me, we know we're not that great. And for those of us in the church, I think it's important to take it to heart and try to avoid any semblance of hypocrisy. For example, this is why I prefer the practice of wearing regular clothes to church instead of anything special, because it reminds us that it should be a regular part of life and not something reserved for the weekend. Remember, man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Another important thing is to be careful not to think too highly of those in leadership positions. Because when scandals happen, people need to be held accountable regardless of their status or title. And it's important to make sure that when a person falls, your beliefs aren't dependent on their character. So, if hypocrisy is what's keeping you from church, maybe it's time to reconsider. One of the biggest reasons why I've opted out of Facebook is because I believe the cons outweigh the pros. It's just too difficult to always remind myself that what I'm seeing isn't an accurate reflection of the lives of others. I would rather keep in touch with people over text or in person than keep getting these snippets of their lives addressed to their generic followers, especially if they're going through difficult times. It's better to have a real personal connection. There are better options out there. But it's the precise opposite for church. I can't throw out the baby with the bathwater. I realize and remind myself that every person around me is, theologically speaking, a spiritual rotting corpse, and it hurts when they act contrary to their stated beliefs. It hurts even more when I see that same behavior in myself. But the value, the pros of staying in my faith are just too big to overstate. 
The community and the friendships and the mutual encouragement are great, but they're nothing compared to what it's like to have a personal relationship with Jesus. I have a direct line to the creator of the universe who personally came and died to save me. He understands my problems and cares for me. I have a purpose outside of myself and a future that's so much bigger than what I can fit into what's left of my life. I have a hope for what I can't see and a trust that any bad in my life is vastly outweighed by good. So, weigh your pros and cons, but don't let the failures of others dictate your future. Life is messy, remember that. A little grace goes a long way. Thanks for listening, I'll see you in the next one. Thank you.